For we are opposed around the world by a monolithic and ruthless conspiracy that relies primarily on covet means for expanding its sphere of influence, on infiltration instead of invasion, on subversion instead of elections, on intimidation instead of free choice, on guerrillas by night instead of armies by day. It is a system which has conscripted vast human and material resources into the building of a tightly knit, highly efficient machine that combines military, diplomatic, intelligence, economic, scientific, and political operations. Its preparations are concealed, not published. Its mistakes are buried, not headlined. Its dissenters are silenced, not praised. Gentlemen, welcome to a very special edition of Over the Line That's Right, or what we are putting under the Over the Line umbrella as of now, and that will be uh, changing in the very near future. Also, as we really ramp up our YouTube presence uh, with some visual stuff, stuff that you can only get on YouTube. And it's working out well so far, so we're really excited about it. But this special edition, it's something we've done before, and we decided we needed to do it again. We actually planned on doing it for the past two nights and canceled both nights, but yet here we are. It's Sunday night, September 13th, 2020. You're probably not watching this on that date, but that's what it is right now. And... The lovely Miss Trish is here with us as a co-host. Trish, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Fantastic. This is one of those things where uh, Trish and I are just kind of hanging out and discussing a uh, really a popular topic. Uh, and we had... Is this only the second one we've done? The second this video? This is the third. What, no, well, I remember the first one. Mm-hmm. We did, and it was, we just kind of ran through a bunch of topics that we planned on talking about in the future. What did we do the second time? I thought the second one was on, like, Scott Peterson and... Um, oh, yeah, that's right. It was the day that they they overturned, or they're relitigating the Scott Peterson thing. Yeah. I forgot about that one. Yep. So this is a numero trace. <laughs> Proud of you. For those of you that speak Spanish, trace. Um, but it's going to be a, a, the type of show that's very laid back. For some of y'all that are just used to over the line through the week, this is kind of a bonus show uh, that just gets thrown out there because I'll, I'll still have a regular over the line tomorrow and 
in the rest of the week. At least that's what we plan on. But this one we felt like was very important to do because we have uh, a controversy on our hands that really is affecting everybody in one way or another. And it's because it revolves around Netflix. And as you probably know, everybody has Netflix. Now, you may be like us and you don't actually pay for your Netflix. You run off your mama's Netflix, which I actually forgot that we do because we, we've got... We used to have it. We used to have it. And then we just switched over to hers. Um, and that's probably illegal. So I don't know that we need to be talking about that. But we do Hulu. Well, it's canceled now. So it's irrelevant. Did she cancel it? Yes, sir. We should get her on the phone. And uh, <laughs> please don't tell her we're on the podcast. You yeah. want me to do it? If you want to. That'd be funny. We may call her. Actually, she knows we're doing the podcast tonight. Um, let me do this. This will be funny. Let me ask you a question. How do you feel after all of the yard work you had to do today? That was another thing. Um, the past, like, we were going to do it last, this show last night, and then I got home so late that we were like, oh, it's just so late, we're tired, blah, blah, blah. We'll do it tomorrow night, Sunday night. Well, here's Sunday night, and then her and I both been busting it out in the yard all day doing yard work. And honestly, in the back of my mind, I was thinking, I don't, I don't really want to do this. But I knew if we didn't, then we'd probably never do it. That's right. Plus, it's a time-sensitive issue. I mean, the cuties controversy on Netflix is not going to be... Um, not going to be going on forever. No, I have a feeling they're going to handle this quickly. Yeah. Well, I mean, as I told you last night, money talks. And at some point, Netflix is going to cave because... I mean, from reports, we've heard that they've lost millions and millions of dollars. Yeah. So, here we're coming, my mom. I put a poll up on my Facebook. To, oh, we'll see what happens. Hey, mama. Hey. Hey, mama. What you doing? Hey, honey. I am canning vegetable soup. What are you doing? You're cooking vegetable soup, huh? Mmm, save I me a bowl. Oh, my Lord. She's breaking up. Where, what? I said I'm canning vegetable soup. Oh, canning vegetable soup. Are you sending us yes. some? I'm going to bring you some in about a month. Nice. My mom's coming to visit from Missouri. That means i got to finish painting that room. Now, legally, if we were on the radio, we would have to let you know that we're on air. <laughs> but we're not, so I don't have to. I'm just doing this to okay. be nice. We're doing the podcast right now. Oh, um, and we were talking about how we were running off your Netflix. Now, yes. just to get, you're going to be our average person that canceled Netflix, like a lot of people have. Um, you even made some adjustments before pulling the plug, and that's your favorite show, whatever it was called. I don't even remember. <laughs> um, what was it? Green Greenleaf. 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 You stayed up, yes. and and you're not you're no spring chicken. I mean, let's be honest. You stayed up till midnight. <laughs> stayed up for you. <laughs> you stayed up till midnight to, so you could watch the rest of your your season, your show. I did. I did. I had to get. I had to get the rest of it. <laughs> oh. You know. Well, I gotta I be gotta be honest. That's dedication. Um, yeah. not, not just to your show, but you know, you could have waited three, four days to cancel Netflix, but you were so passionate about everything going on with the cuties movie that you said, no, I'm done. Yes. You know, you told me that there are probably a lot of other shows on there that I just don't know about. And I said, 
Well, maybe so, but I don't know about those. I know about this one, and my conscience will not let me continue to send Netflix money every month, knowing that's on there. Now that you know about a particular movie, you're culpable if you you keep Netflix. Exactly. So it's been one day or or two Uh days. Oh, you did it yesterday. How has life been post-Netflix? Well, it's been fine. I have not really watched any TV at all today, and now I'm watching a video on demand movie. So, y'all didn't, uh, y'all didn't watch I think any. I'll survive. I'm yeah. going to survive. Y'all didn't watch any NFL today? No NFL today. No, I'm kind of anti NFL at the moment, too. <laughs> not even the Chiefs? <laughs> well, a little bit of the Chiefs the yeah. other night, just a little. But, you know, I'm just, I just don't like it that there's, I don't watch football f- to see what's going on with politics. Yeah. I want to watch, I want to be entertained when I watch football. Too much drama. Uh, Too I mean, much drama. Well, I just want to be entertained. And there's always been drama in the NFL or in, in pro sports, but it used to be fun drama. Like, you know, yeah. there'd be fights in the locker room or, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know, stuff that, you know, that happened backstage or whatever. Um, I got to watch about five minutes of the Chiefs, and then uh, they played on Thursday night, and Trish was like, mm-hmm. I don't want to watch this. And so I had to mm-hmm. cut it off. But um, Guilty. It's just guilty. <laughs> but anyway, we just wanted to get some insights uh, from you, since we were running off your Netflix, uh, and yeah. see how you felt the day after canceling. So you feel good about your decision? Yes, I do. Okay. I do. Well, there you go. And I encourage everybody else who has a conscience about this to do the same thing. Mm. And wide, wise words from my mother. So uh, y'all take that. Y'all take that to heart. All right, Mama. Thank you. I love you. Love you a long time. Love you too, sweetie. Bye-bye. Bye. There's my Mama. So um, she seems to not have had her life affected in any way shape or form by canceling netflix she I, pulled I, the plug quick she did and for us i i can say and i think i can speak for you in saying that we haven't really been affected but we didn't mm-hmm. we didn't use netflix that much no, um, we're more hulu people right and well and we if we couldn't find a documentary or some sort of movie we wanted to watch on Hulu, we would go to Netflix, but it was rare that we were like, oh, we got to have Netflix for X, Y, and Z. And I actually probably use YouTube way more than I use Hulu even. Yeah, you and P. Diddy are, yeah. are YouTube fanatics. Definitely. So, um, which is, it's, I, I can't, I mean, I'm not, I'm not opposed to YouTube, but YouTube is just, too much like the wild wild west i need more structure uh like hulu has so that's why i don't commit to youtube like you guys do so in case you're you're you've been living in a cave over the past week the movie that is causing all this netflix controversy controversy is called cuties it is about well I'll, I'll let trish give you the rundown it, it's about it's a french film first off yeah it's a french film and it's supposed to be about 11 year old girl who is um becoming a woman if you will <laughs> and she's rebelling against her 
her conservative family, according to Netflix. And she's moved to a new city and she's trying to make friends. And it just goes through the process of her discovering a dance group that um, she wants to be a part of. And um, the story just follows from there. And this conservative family is... When, when we say conservative, we don't mean conservative like us. We mean they're calling, like, this family is like a Muslim family. I'm, I'm, I'm assuming that this family comes from the Islamic faith because you've got hijabs and yes. um, it, it just the, the, the way they conduct themselves. So uh, it's not conservative in the sense of people that identify as, you know, Trump supporters or Republicans or whatever. Right. This is... They're they're saying more traditional, but really it's it's is it's Muslim. It's the Islamic faith, and right. y'all, you know, we don't have to explain it. And that's just the movie description. So it, yeah. it goes from one extreme in the movie. This little girl comes from this family to meeting girls, at, I guess, at school, um, getting or befriending these girls, or they befriend her, and they then they start crossing into this whole girls doing these uh, scandalous dances and, and, and um, other things. Now we'll go here's, uh, this is going to be kind of weird. And again, we're, we're just having a laid back show. We want to play you for those of you watching on YouTube that have not seen the movie. Don't plan on seeing the movie. We want to show you some clips just so we can really highlight what we're talking about here because as we go on in the show the podcast here i'm going to give you what the people on the other side are saying right because you've got a lot of people out there defending this and i think it comes from a place of not that they want to defend the movie but they just want to push back on the people that oppose it right if that makes sense and it's almost a, a left and right issue sadly but, but, you know, I don't think when you talk to like I put a, a poll up on my Facebook and the people on my Facebook, I haven't had one person defend it yet. Right. And that's left or right. I think maybe the media is defending it on the left, but I don't think the actual people are. I think everyone is outraged about this. Well, like even the, my super left wing Bernie bro buddy David says he didn't agree with the movie well the the ratings have disappeared but yesterday when i looked at them they had thirty six thousand likes and 1.6 million dislikes <laughs> which by the way to you thirty six thousand people i'm watching you yeah, right <laughs> well and, and another thing is people if, that like it <laughs> well, yeah the fact that um you know they've lost a lot of money because of this and, and this is where I, my thought process goes when i think about will they cave and I feel like they will eventually, depending on how long people push back. Because I mean, if Our people, government's pushing back on it now. Absolutely. Yeah. And, well, and and if people are canceling Netflix, feel good about it, and have no intentions of going back, well, that's not. This is not just a short-term pain for Netflix. I mean, you're talking about people that are canceling now are probably not going to come back, even when you say, "Okay, we pulled the movie off." Buy that Hulu stock. Absolutely. <laughs> Hulu is licking their chomps right now. So is YouTube TV. So is Sling and whoever else that provides streaming cable, if well, you will. Well, and for the people that haven't actually seen the movie, we sat through it. I sat through it twice. 
the first time I couldn't get Andrew to sit still, and I do regret making him watch it now. It's um, just, it was just uncomfortable. He was so uncomfortable, he couldn't even sit in the room. So we watched it a second time just so that we could speak on it today. And I still was up and down, but I, I, I saw a, a majority of the movie. He did, and I made him, I mean, he would look away from the screen, and I was like, it's important for you to see this, and I do regret that <laughs> He's now, like, by watch this child pornography. <laughs> I know, like, I do no. regret that, but I wanted you to be able to say you watched it, so... Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, it's, it's show research. I mean, it's uh, it, it's it, in this business. I say in this business, I, I'm I haven't been doing a podcast long enough to act like I'm a veteran of it. But in the radio business, you have to do that kind of stuff. You have yeah. to watch and listen to the some of the most uncomfortable things so you can then explain it to an audience that you don't want them to have and th- to do. And this it. is what I'm getting at too: is that in this movie. Every scene, I can only think of maybe two or three scenes that were not sexual in some nature. They're yeah. talking about it, they're describing it, or they're showing it. So yeah. um, the entire movie, the entire hour and a half is is just one scandal, if you want to call it that, after another. Well, and um, the thing about it, uh, the, the thing it really revolves around is a dance crew, as we said. Mm-hmm. And so, the the end of the movie, in this clip we're about to play you guys, this is from the end of the movie. This is where they have, like, their final dance scene. Mm-hmm. And there's no nudity in it. There's there's nothing, nothing bad other than the behavior that they have these children doing. Now, if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you're not seeing this. But if you're watching us on YouTube... Just be warned, we're about to play this. And so if you want to, if you don't want to see it. Skip ahead. You skip ahead. Just click the uh, click the uh, fast forward button. But again, we wouldn't play it if it was that bad. If, if it was something that we felt like was borderline illegal, mm-hmm. we wouldn't play it. But we're going to play this for you just so you guys that have not seen it can really get an idea of of what we're talking about here. So... Here we go. This is the final scene in Cuties where they um, where they're uh, doing their little dance gimmick here. Now you can see, I mean, they're they're putting hand, their hands in inappropriate places. They've got these little girls, eleven years old, sucking on their fingers, right, biting their, their fingers, lips. yeah, doing all this nasty, nasty stuff, and it's it's hard to justify it. Okay, now we're gonna get into what the movie creators and even what. Critics, and I mean critics in a supporting sense, what their line of defense is in sticking up for this or pushing back on the people that are pushing back against Netflix. But this right here, what you're watching on YouTube is something that you get in this movie time and time and time again. 
I mean, this is not the only dance scene that ends up like this. No, it's every other scene. And, and actually, the worst part about the dancing is the camera angles. And they chose throughout the entire movie to do a lot of zooming and <laughs> in inappropriate places with scantily clad children. And so if they wanted to tell this story about a dance crew that was dancing inappropriately and that they were against it, they could have done that and hidden them a little bit better. Right. And then there there probably wouldn't be a controversy right now. But they chose to zoom in and accent areas of these children that they shouldn't have been accenting. You know, like that scene right there where they're on the stairs with the camera below them. It's a yeah. perfect example. This is another one for those of you on uh, watching on YouTube. This is a scene where they are videoing themselves with a, I guess, a cell phone or whatever, mm-hmm. showing off their their new dance or whatever we call it. So you can see where these scenes are not showing nudity or any sort of um, sexual, I guess you would say sexual acts, you know, what you would consider pornography, but things that you can't even imagine or you couldn't have imagined 11-year-old girls doing. It's almost like seeing something you thought you'd never see. I was playing with Barbie dolls at that age. I'm a little embarrassed right now. And you also wonder, again, this is a French film, and and French culture is is a lot different than uh, our culture here in America. But you have to wonder, the parents of these little girls... When they went to audition for this movie or they had directors explain to them what their child would be doing in this movie, what went through their mind? They had and, 650 children audition for these parts. And that's, that's probably the most disturbing part. Mm-hmm. Because even if you had a handful out of that 650 that didn't really realize what they were auditioning for until they got there, a majority of them did. If not all of them. And you had, as a parent, had to make a conscious decision that you were okay with your 11-year-old child, girl, doing this kind of stuff not just on camera but to be in a movie that millions of people are going to see and it's disturbing listen i got in trouble for listening to pour some sugar on me at that age let Mm. alone dancing to it like this like oh man my dad would have killed me we could have we could have kept going with my mom on the phone and talked about (laughs) some of these stories i'll never forget one of the first rap albums I bought, and I was big into rap in high school. Don't tell me it was Two Live Crew. No, uh, uh-uh. I got in that, trouble for that one. That was a little. That was a little before my Don't time. Even but say that. you would. <laughs> I'm just saying, I was 
I was in the late 90s, mid to late 90s rap scene. So this was, this album, and I remember it like it was yesterday, it was Jay-Z, mm-hmm. Hard Knock Life, Volume 2. And it had the song, It's a Hard Knock Life for Us. You remember that? Nope. Okay. Well, it was a, it was a good one. It was a classic. It was a little after my time. <laughs> well, <laughs> I rem- again, I remember it like it was yesterday because when I first got caught with it, they took it from me, okay? And they put it in they put it on top of my dad's dresser, my mom and my dad, who were still uh married at the time. And I went one day and got it back. This is it. I better turn it down. I don't know what kind of language it's got in it. Um I can't remember. <laughs> And went and got it back. And when they found out that I took that CD back, I had so much trouble. And then there was another instance where I had the Ludacris album that had, um, oh gosh, it was Word of Mouth. That was the name of the album. Mouth. M-O-U-F. Okay. And it had some pretty scandalous songs and very salty language on there. And the same thing happened, except I bought the album a second time after my mom took the first one. And I used her car throughout high school. And bless her heart. I mean, I would literally drive her to work, drop her off, and then use her car to go to school just so I didn't have to ride the bus. Right. Um, one day, I left that CD in the CD player... She gets Sharon in was not happy. <laughs> and hose in different area code starts playing. <laughs> and uh, uh she took the CD out, snapped it in half, and left it in the cup holder for me to see next time I got in the car. Uh, I, was I was upset. I was about, about that one. I was about sixteen years old, maybe seventeen, when Two Life Crew, as nasty as they want to be, Oof. came out. Oof, that's I a mean, rough one. The whole country was in an uproar over that CD. And uh, I came home from a beach trip, and my brother had found it while I was out of town and started playing it. And my parents, my brother was like, what, four years? He's four years younger than I am? Yeah. Oh, they were so upset when I got home from the beach. That's a bad one. Two Live Crew (laughs) is pretty bad because you want to talk about the, the, the sexual side of entertainment. But could you imagine, like... I got in trouble for owning that CD. Could you imagine if I was dancing this way, what my parents would do? I love you long time. <laughs> yeah, your your parents. I know your parents, obviously, but yeah, they would. I would Much imagine less take me to audition. I've only something, known you know? them for two or three years, but I would imagine they would have beat you within an inch of your life, mm, probably at that point in in your life. Probably. I would have deserved it. <laughs> mm. well, there's no doubt. Um, we're not going to spend this in- entire podcast playing uh, scenes scenes for no. you guys, but we did select three or four of them that we just wanted to use, again, to highlight why we feel the way we feel about this movie, okay? Because, again, you've got a lot of people that are calling out the... Netflix cancelers, if you will. I guess that's what we can call them. Right. Calling them hypocrites and saying, well, if you've canceled Netflix because of cuties, are you going to cancel Disney Plus because of the uh, Mulan movie or whatever it's called? Mm-hmm. You know, Mulan, the controversy there is uh, 
I've never seen it. It's something about how they refused to shoot the movie in Georgia because of the abortion laws. Disney refused to do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and instead, they shot it in China where the human rights abuses are rampant and, and much worse than any law that's ever been in place in Georgia. And so a lot of people are calling for the boycott of that, but it's not as mainstream because, again, it's a human rights issue on the other side of the globe. Here, we're talking about the sexualization of children in an era where a lot of people are talking about save the children. Right. A hashtag that is trending like crazy because it's um it's an issue that's just garnered a lot of uh, a lot of uh publicity for for a number of reasons uh, which and that's something we're going to talk about on a later show <laughs> we've got some we topics can, <laughs> if we go if we go down the save save the children rabbit hole we'll we'll be here all night well and let me just say this like i was watching an interview um from the director of this movie beautiful young lady uh she's french i believe and if you were to just watch the director's cut like not the director's cut but her interview you would think that she is a wholesome person that had very good intentions um for this movie and her explanation was that it's a a reflection of her life of what she went through growing up and she wanted to speak out against the sexualization of children Mm mm-hmm yet she sexualized children to make her point. Right. And she's exposing other children to that around the world. Correct. You know? And and the kids don't have to watch it to see this stuff because the fact that this has garnered so much attention, it's being seen, at least the movie posters or the previews are being seen by everybody. Like, for instance, my, my 10-year-old sent me an Instagram post that was condemning the movie, mm. but it was a, a, a poster. They used a poster as, as in, in the post to, I guess, you know, show what they were actually talking about. So even my kid, my 10-year-old, has seen images from the movie. And listen, kids are going to see this. This is, you know, dance teams are very popular right now. Kids are going to see this on Netflix, whether parents know it or not. The kids are going to watch it. Now, here is, I think this is one of the top two most disturbing uh, scenes from the movie. What you have is the main character, one of the 11-year-old girls who has stolen her uncle's cell phone. And she did it in order to... And you help me out with this. They were looking... They needed a phone because they were trying to get pictures of... Of uh, the penis of boys at their school, right? Well, no. She had the phone just so that she could have, like, an Instagram. I don't know what, you know, social media site they used in the movie, but she... she, Frenchtagram. (laughs) Yeah, she had it so that she could kind of socialize with other kids because, like I said, she just come from another country and she didn't have a lot of the socialization. Like, she didn't have friends yet. She didn't have the Instagram. She didn't have any of that stuff. So she stole her uncle's phone so that she could kind of spy on the other kids that she was interested in um, joining that group and to start her own Instagram. Right. And then... um, 
you know, the first day that she interacted with these girls at school, they just were like, well, if you want to talk to us, go in there and take pictures of the boys' penises in the bathroom. I don't even know if we're allowed to say this stuff on YouTube. Oh, sure. I know. It'll be fine. <laughs> and so um, that's that's one of the very first scenes where she's interacting with these girls. And she does it. So, and that's that's another disturbing part of this is 11-year-old girls trying to get photos and videos of boys' private parts. And, and they, they do this in a sense of, and, and I'll, it, it's kind of explained in some of these reviews is the way they look at it, but as, it's almost like, they're saying this is an example of what all 11-year-old girls go through, and that's completely untrue. Well, and that's one of the biggest problems I had with this film. Like, if these were 16, 17-year-old girls, then some of these scenes, I would say, yeah, I see them doing that. But every single scene was completely, I think, blown out of proportion for what an 11-year-old would do. Yeah. Like, I don't see any 11-year-olds acting this way. Maybe one out of every hundred? I don't know. Well, in this scene, she uh, has, again, got she got her uncle's cell phone. Her uncle finds out, and then he is screaming at her for, for stealing his phone. And he wants it back. And he wants it back. Well, she won't give it back. She goes and locks herself in the bathroom and then proceeds to take a picture of her private's and post them on social media and the reason Instagram. She, and the reason she did this, because this is a disturbing scene too, before this, um, she got into a fight at school and they pulled down her pants to show her panties. And of course they zoomed in on her bottom and um, the girls at school were making fun of her for not wearing thongs to school at 11 years old. So they're calling her a little girl. So her, in her mind, she thought the way I can show them I'm not a little girl is to take pictures in my private and post them on Instagram. Right. And that's what she's doing in this scene. And this is, that's where this picks up. So again, if you're watching YouTube, this is, uh, this is that scene. And then she goes, after doing that, she goes and hands the phone back to her uncle. Very, very disturbing. Well, not to mention the fact she just tried to seduce him and sleep with him in the hallway to keep the uh, phone. I forgot about that part. That's <laughs> that's another big part is that leading up to that scene. Yeah, she, he confronts her about the cell phone. And instead of, you know, I guess apologizing or giving him the phone back, she starts to take her clothes off. Mm -hmm. This is her uncle. She's 11 And she's 11. Old. She starts to take her clothes off as to seduce her uncle, which will then give her a pass for having the phone, I guess. Yeah. It's awful. It's absolutely awful. And again, that's one of the top two worst scenes in, uh, in the movie. I think this may be the worst, this next one. 
But give me some context on this one. Okay, so after she has published the picture, um, she goes to school the next day, and kids are calling her out on it in class, which gets the teacher's attention. The teacher contacts the parents, and the parents are now trying to wash the evil out of her. I don't know, like... They got have, like, a <laughs> holy water like a, deal. Yeah, they have, like, a holy water... Um, thing that they're trying to do with her throwing the water on her mm-hmm. while she's in a like tank a tank top, top and, and panties and panties yeah it's it's a disturbing scene but her reaction to being th- the water being thrown and i was a little confused about this at first because i'm I, I didn't know if they were trying to depict the evil spirits leaving her body or she was just doing the gyrating and the dancing that she had been doing throughout the whole movie uh, again, no nudity in this clip, but if you're on YouTube, uh, this will be the last one we're going to play because we're not in the business of, of playing this. We just want to make sure those of you that, that have already canceled your Netflix and that are against this but haven't seen it, you are now able to say, I've seen this part, this part, and this part, and that was enough for me to know I made the right decision and this is indicative in of every scene of this movie. Absolutely. Yeah. This is not, you know, just a uh, one-hit wonder deal. This is over and over and over. Mm-hmm. So for those listening to the audio, it's the grandmother, I think, or the aunt and the mom. It's the aunt and the mom. The aunt and the mom. And they've got her in a room. They made her hold her arms out. While they take this water, assuming it's it's some sort of holy water or something, throwing it on her while she is violently shaking, really, looking like she's having a seizure. But at the same time, she's doing this twerking deal. And once again, she's not dressed. No. Tank top and panties. That that is all she's wearing. And the camera angles bother me. You know? Yeah. It it is. It's it's hard to watch. First of all, but it is a very. It, it seems like even this scene that is supposed to be some sort of intimate, you know, like religious religious ceremony. Yeah. Yeah. That even it has been sexualized. And that is, I don't know. I don't know. Um, it, it's very, it's very bothersome. Now. And maybe that's normal in their culture. I don't know. <laughs> but, <laughs> well, we are. If we're talking about <laughs> I don't know. the Islamic faith in the Middle East in its raw form, they're marrying kids off at that age. Right. Okay. Now, this is not any sort of justification for what we're seeing here, but 9, 10, 11-year-old brides is not odd well, in the Middle East in actually, the Islamic faith. The aunt told the story to the little girl. She told her, she said, I was married at your age and started having my children two years later. <sighs> so. This is why. This is why I can't get back, get, uh, get behind... Uh, uh, Islam, Islam, or anything. It's just, it's too weird. Even on its face, and I know, oh, I'm a biggest, I'm a xenophobe, whatever. I don't care. Like, there are portions of that religion that that just do not add up and do not mix 
with civility, humanity, or just, or even morality. But again, that's another. I'm, yeah, I'm, that's. I'm about <laughs> well, to start talking I, I, Middle East issues. I do want to. I do want to point out that this little girl in the beginning of the movie is a typical eleven-year-old sweet little girl. Mm-hmm. Okay, kind of shy. In twenty-four hours, she has now decided she wants to ransack stores, run into public bathrooms, taking pictures of little boys. Now, keep in mind, this dance team did not dance sexually until she got involved. She thought it would make them like her better if she taught them these sexual moves. So she learned them on her own and taught them to this dance group. That's an important thing because it's kind of teaching these kids to change yourself to let to make other people like you. And and that's you know? where some of the defenders come in in the sense of trying to explain away why this movie is like it is and, and saying it's almost as if it's a... Uh, it's a story about what pop culture is doing to girls little girls now uh, unfortunately that's hard to buy because we've watched hollywood sexualize children over and over and over again whether that's taking kids from the mickey mouse club like um hannah montana or you know whoever and turning them into people that we would never want our own daughters to be well even the show dance moms some of their routines are a little over the top for me yeah some of these pageant girls the way they're dressed way over the top well we've got this article from roger ebert now you know uh what is it siskel Siskel and ebert Ebert. siskel died like a long time ago right so they're the two guys that were notorious for the being movie critics they'd Mm -hmm. give two thumbs up you know, it always be like, this movie is two, yes, two <laughs> thumbs up from Siskel and Ebert. You know, used to be like some sort of, it, it used to be the standard. It used to be the bar set for movies across the board. Um, so this is RobertEbert.com. Roger Ebert. Yeah, RogerEbert.com. And so this is, I guess, where he puts his stuff. It looks like Monica Castillo, Castillo, She's the one that wrote this article, and what it says, as I move over here on YouTube so you guys can see it, it doesn't really have a title. Let me see. Yeah, there's no title on this article. It just says Cuties, a review of Cuties. And I want to read you a little bit of this. Is that four stars? They've got four stars on here. That is correct. Um. And here's what the defenders of this movie are saying. There's a saying in criticism that depiction does not equal endorsement. Art should be able to address taboos without necessarily advocating for them. But some surface level readings miss what the work digs into because it's not obvious at first glance. In the wake of conservative outrage. Now, there's... there's trigger words dog whistles if you will conservative outrage is what this is called Uh, in in the wake of conservative outrage over an early poster of debut writer director uh mayamona dow who is the producer or the director creator 
Uh, out of their movie Cuties, this is a sentiment that bears repeating. The film actively critiques the very thing pearl clutchers were mad about, the sexualization of children. But this producer received death threats. Netflix, the movie's distributor, has issued an apology. Now, I, this, this article was put out on the 8th, no, on the 9th. What is today? Today's the 13th, so this is a few days old. I don't remember the apology from Netflix. I'm sure it's out there, though, and I'm sure it's not very genuine, but Well, they, cha- they changed the movie poster. Right. Oh, yeah, that's right. So the <laughs> movie poster originally looked like this. Okay, now that's enough for you to see and be like, okay, that's not going to be something that anybody needs to see. Right. I mean, that just screams that it's a... Epeto's dream come true. Well, and honestly, looking at that movie poster, it doesn't look any more any different than like the Abby Lee dance team, you know? The right. But it, dance it is moms like the way they dance and the way they look. So. And when it comes to it, that is a very generous mm-hmm. uh, poster in 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 the sense of how bad the movie right. actually turned out to be. Right. And here's what they changed the poster to. This photo, you said this is the one, right? Yes. Okay, so the the Cuties promotional poster or the cover of the video of the movie is now this. For those of you watching on YouTube, you can see that. Um, not that that really makes a difference. It, it doesn't change the content of the video. It, it does not remove any scenes from the video it's still the same thing no people weren't just, outraged about the cover no, no but i'm just saying that was netflix solution right. was to change the poster not remove the movie and that must have been part of their apology you okay know? so the story goes on to say there's a saying and criticism that uh oh we read that part already didn't we let's move on Come on, Trish, get it together. Be double reading stuff. Controversy aside, Cuties is a difficult and challenging film, pushing the idea of depiction does not equal endorsement to its limit. It will not surprise me to read responses still accusing the movie of what it condemns. So, the point of this this author of this article on Robert RogerEbert.com is saying that this movie was made to condemn what we say the movie promotes. Correct. Or what it depicts, at least. Right. Uh, However, the producer or the creator uses the uncomfortable images to provoke a serious conversation about the sexualization of girls, especially regarding girls of color, the policing of a girl's sexuality, double standards the effect of social media on kids, and how children learn these behaviors. Now, like I said before, had they shot this movie and not had the crotch shots or the disgusting conversations with the girls um, and just pick better camera angles, I don't think there would have been a problem. Right. I think that the the point of the movie would have been made very well had they have just done a few of those things it goes on to say to do this (laughs) the director shows what it looks like for young girls to emulate what they see in music videos and grown-up dance routines a few times in the film we see the confused or even disgusted faces of adults watching the younger generation gyrate and twerk biting their lips or their nail in a suggestive way 
It's likely that these girls don't fully understand what those gestures mean, but they see it in pop culture and they imitate it like several other generations of girls before them. The creator also explores some of the emotional tangles that come with wanting to fit in and to be taken seriously, as well as the repercussions that come with acting youthfully impulsive. Many of these experiences were rooted in the director's own childhood or in the stories of the girls she interviewed when working on the cuties script. So that's what you're getting from the, I don't have another word for them other than the defenders of the movie. And, you know, and I'm not saying that what they're saying is not what the creators and the producers said, because they they could just be relaying that message. But after watching it, I watched it once, you watched it twice, did you get, did you ever at any point get the vibe that this movie was trying to speak out against that type of behavior for children that young? Not at all. Yeah. The final scene of the movie... She's doing this dance competition, stops in the middle of the dance, and runs home and starts jumping rope with her friends. Not her friends, but her family. Right. So it doesn't even say, like, I just had a realization that I shouldn't be dancing this way. It doesn't, nothing like that. She just stops dancing and runs home. That's a good point, because there was never, at the end of the movie, there was never a time where it's it, it had that... Now you can moral read, of the story. Yeah, you can read that, in, read into that, obviously. Right. You know, but if you were an eleven-year-old girl watching that movie, you're not going to get that takeaway. Mm-mm. And they will be watching this movie. Absolutely. I mean, the the fact that there's so much controversy is enough for them to to look it up and see what it's all about. They're like, well, our parents are talking about it. They're talking about it on the news. We got to see what this is about. Now. You've got the defenders, and then you've got the defenders that are using this as a political weapon. Because, you know, not just the fact that it is an election year, and we're two months away from an election, but just because it's 2020 and everything is politicized, some defenders are using this to outright attack conservatives and attack them over their their passion that they have about taking down human traffickers, child uh, child rapists, pedos, whatever you want to call them. Using that to paint those people as crazy. Here's a few headlines that we've seen just over uh, the past, you know, 48 hours. Slate, not, and there's no reason to take any of these publications seriously. They're all super far, super woke publications. Slate says the creepy conservative obsession with Netflix cuties explained. Now, this is this is an attempt to paint people as as crazy, um, almost like. Just a they, bunch of Karens. They a bunch of Karens, but they <laughs> want to paint them in the category of Alex Jones because mm-hmm. they think if they can take 
this group of people, and I'm just talking about the political end of it, if they, if they can take conservatives and put them in the same camp that they have effectively put Alex Jones in, that's a win for them. Because even though Alex Jones has a good following, he's still not mainstream, and the media has effectively tarnished his reputation amongst average people average americans well let's just think about this like we brought up or i brought up the two left crew earlier before that album came out people were not talking like that on albums right once it was okay and all you had to do was slap a parent's warning on it everyone started talking like that in music same thing is going to happen with movies like this we're going to keep pushing the bar. Like I said, when we watched it last night, there was a time when married couples couldn't even sleep in the same bed in a movie. Right. They had to be in separate beds, much less yeah, they, trash that we're seeing, you, you know? Wouldn't even show a married couple sleeping in the, uh, same, in the bed, same room or know? the same bed. Um, so Slate says the creepy <laughs> conservative obsession with Netflix cuties explained. You've got another one from... Um, and I'm not sure which publication this is, but something along the lines of Slate. Why is the alt-right obsessed with pedophilia? Now, this goes to, again, trying to put people in the conspiracy theory camp and paint them as crazy. Because they think that, and they're right in this sense, that painting people as a conspiracy theorist effectively kills their credibility. It, absolutely. And so that's that's where they're going with that. Then you've got Mother Jones, who has a headline saying, Why are right-wing conspiracies so obsessed with pedophilia? Now, my first thought is, what's wrong with being against pedophilia? Okay, that's, that's the first thing I think of. Right. But also on a political end, and we're not trying to get political on here necessarily, but... If the left is not going to speak out against pedophilia, somebody needs to, okay? Because we have an active movement in this country of people, no matter how small the group is, there are people in this country that are constantly pushing to lift restrictions on, you know, relations between an adult and a child, did we, they did they just pass the law in California yeah, where you, in California absolutely yeah, they, ten years ten years difference if there's a ten years difference the judge now has the discretion in California to not force that um, uh, that defendant to register as a sex offender or to give them a lighter punishment and so what do I mean by that an eighteen year old having sexual relations with an eight year old would now not be as bad in the state of California. Now, what do you have in California? And again, I'm trying not to go political here, but you've got a lot of illegal immigration that produces some pretty bad hombres. And a lot of times we see children sexually assaulted by bad people that cross the border. Now, these bad people get in because they come in in the middle of groups of people that are just looking for a better life, but they get in this country and they do awful things like that. Or now, the people that live here that do awful things. They, absolutely. <laughs> we got plenty of them right so here. So we've got more and more people, and this is going to be detrimental to the people of California. Now, is it Virginia that passed the law 
or they're trying to pass the age fluidity law. Is that Virginia? E, I, I'm not sure. Where people can identify as different ages. Absolutely. Thus it's making pedophilia. Taking taking uh, transgenderism, I guess, and then you know using that 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 theory with age right and say i'm age fluid right and i can really you know i may be 35 according to my birth certificate but i feel like a 12 year old girl so i can get away with all the things that a 12 year old girl exactly. can get, get away with yep and it's sick now <clears throat> Those are the things that you you hope your representatives in Washington D.C. will step in and take care of and, and and fight back for you. Now, as far as cuties goes, Ted Cruz has reached out to the DOJ to the Justice Department and wants to know, simply asking them the question: Is there something illegal going on here with Netflix and them? publishing or streaming this movie and personally i don't think there's anything wrong with him asking that question now i've been against censorship for a long time back in the and i I feel like you're probably the same way back in the 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 late 90s early 2000s with uh you know the the bush administration uh, Tipper Gore, Liz Cheney, all going after rappers and other music artists trying to shut them down because they thought their lyrics were dangerous to society. Always have been against that because I feel like there's a fine line when it comes to freedom of speech. But at some point, you've got to step in and say, where do we draw the line? Well, I'll tell you, first of all, if they had 18-year-old girls playing the parts of an 11-year-old, some of this controversy would have gone away as well. Because you have sacrificed four 11-year-olds to make the point of your movie. Right. Well, here we have, um, let's see, make sure um, I've, I've got everything I need here. I, I want to play a clip for you, and this is Ted Cruz from... This morning, she's on with Maria Bartiromo. And I don't know if y'all watch Mornings with Maria, but she's pretty good. She she knows her stuff. But this is is Ted Cruz. He was on with her this morning. I guess Sunday Futures, I think is the name of the show. Explaining exactly what he did and where he stands when it comes to uh, this, this movie, Cuties. Listen to a little bit of this. Yeah, that's unbelievable. Look, I want to get to two more things. We only have a couple of seconds here, a couple of minutes rather. Yep. But your young girls that you have, which is why your red flag antennas went up when you saw Netflix promoting this show called Cuties. Uh, it's extremely disturbing to me as well. You sent a letter to the Justice Department asking whether or not uh, they've they've done something wrong by promoting cuties. Yep. You want to know whether there should be an investigation into Netflix. Tell me about that real quick, because I want to get your take on China before we go. Well, this movie Cuties, it, it sexualizes 11-year-old girls, has them dancing like strippers, has them in very suggestive sexual roles, and, and, and it's, it's frankly disgusting. Uh, kids ought to be it preserved, is, is. and, and we ought to protect video. them. And, 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 you know, 
Netflix is an incredibly proper, uh, profitable U.S. company. Barack Obama makes a ton of money from Netflix, and they are profiting. They, they are making money by selling the sexual exploitation of young kids. And so I asked the attorney general to investigate them because federal law makes it a crime. It is a felony to distribute child pornography. And, and you know, it's interesting online, lots of so-called journalists were defending, well, it's just a movie. You know what? We arrest and put in jail people every year for movies. If you have child pornography, if you have kids engaged in sexual activities, if you produce it, if you distribute it, you face criminal penalties. Yeah. And Netflix is making a ton of money. I guarantee you every pedophile in America is going to watch this movie and that Netflix is sitting back fat and happy making money on it. That's not right. Now, so that's where we've got to, that's where we got to figure out where the line's at. Where does child pornography start? Is this movie it? I think so. If it's not, it is awfully close. It is very, very close. And again, I, I don't know if this is inappropriate uh, for 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 me to have this opinion or if I'm crossing the line myself, but I don't feel like it's a bad thing for Ted Cruz to reach out to the Justice Department and ask that question. Well, that's why I put the poll on my Facebook because I wanted to see if other people you know, had a different opinion and maybe, you know, I'm just being a little too hard on it and everyone seems to agree. Everybody's on your side. Well, I didn't put my opinion out there. I just said, have you seen the Netflix show cuties and what is your opinion on it? And what'd they say? Oh, Trish, you're right. I didn't put my opinion. Oh yeah, that's right. You, <laughs> you just said that. I didn't want to encourage them one way or you the other. You wanted to know their honest opinion. And right. it, like we said at the beginning of the podcast, it, even my super left-leaning Bernie bro friends, they're like, yeah, this is uh, this is a little too much. Well, and I also put, if you don't feel comfortable commenting on the status, just message me privately. Yeah. For people that you know didn't agree and didn't want to say it. Well, here's what we want you guys to do. For those of you that are watching us on YouTube, comment on the video and let us know your opinion. And in a later episode, we'll kind of talk about the reaction we got from you guys. Same thing for those of you that are listening to the audio version on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Reach out to us on social media. And say, hey, here's my opinion on the movie Cuties. We would be very interested to uh, hear that. But we'll have more podcasts coming up with Trish and I. We've got an endless amount of topics we want to talk about. And if we, even if we did them every day, it'd probably take approximately two years for us to get out all the content we want to talk about right now. True story. Because Trish gets dedicated to this Man, stuff. Man, I tell you. <laughs> never, <laughs> never in my life have I seen somebody as dedicated to a rabbit hole as this one. Yes. She's wild. I like to research. Well, thank you, babe, for... Uh, well, thank you for having me. Letting me uh, bring you on here and us doing this. It's a lot of fun, and we'll do another one again very, very soon. And until next time... Bye, guys. You're supposed to say... See you, cool. See you, cool. <laughs>